The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Welcome to NASCAR America Motor Mouth. Marty Snyder, Kyle Petty here in our Charlotte, North Carolina studios, along with Mr. Motor Mouth himself, Clint Boyer. Good to have you on the show, man. Always good to hang out Always with you good here. To be on the I show. thought he was going to leave you hanging there for a <laughs> No, well, I thought he was too. Yeah. I, it was a brief moment of okay. worry there. I didn't see it. Okay. Well, you know, you're, you're busy over there. Hey, I got some good news. Bristol's this weekend. It is Bristol. It's the night race at Bristol. Yeah. Everybody, everybody loves the night race at Bristol. Get you a little more fired up, do a little short track racing. Man, Considering I, where you are on the points, I know you don't want to talk bubble, but. Oh my God, here we go with the points. No, but this he started, is, I but didn't. You are. Didn't. The, you know how you can put all that. I would argue. You know how you put all this point talk and yeah, everything. Yeah, you win. Win. I would argue you've had maybe the best car the last two Bristol races. I like that argument. And, uh, <laughs> just you got to take care of business, man. Yeah. That's a fun track. You got to have fun there. Um, you work your butt off. You work your butt off on that short track. But under the lights, it doesn't get any better than that for everybody, fans included. I love that you uh, you asked your brother after the race last week, where are we in points? And you're like, <laughs> we're still about, I'm still about the cut line? What? You, didn't, yeah, you have no like, idea. How you? bad is it? How far am I out of the points? He's like, you're not going to believe this. Somehow you're still in a little bit. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. It, it's crazy. We've talked about it. You, ha you have a great race at Kentucky, I think, and everything stays status quo. And then you have two... Oh. Okay, not great races, and you either gain points or you stay above the line. Usually when we have a bad weekend, either Jimmy will text me or I'll text him. I was busy. <laughs> I had to go to Vegas for the track uh, to talk about the South Point 400 coming up out there. But uh, I wanted to text him this week say, Jimmy, would you please not have any more trouble? Because literally <laughs> two weeks in a row, you look in the mirror of the 48s off into the Thule's, you're like, Yes, and then all of a sudden, boom, 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 boom flat tire at Watkins Glen, down and out. He wrecks it at Michigan last weekend. I'm thinking, all right, just finish. We got a good points pad here. Things going good. Boom, boom, boom. Yep, in the wall. Back in the deal. So. Not good. So how, good. how do you approach these final three races? Are you, are you viewing it just that you're simply racing Newman, Suarez, Johnson, and that's it? Is that the way you view it? If you finish ahead of them, you're, you're in. Well, those are the facts. <laughs> but yep. the other yeah. fact is, if you win this weekend, right. you're in anyway. Yeah. Um, and you got some points. You know, that, that's the thing about, you know, that's dangerous with even if you if you get in or whatever else, we're going to be the tail end of the line. You've got to make some some things happen once you get in there. But I'm telling you, once you get into playoffs, I've done it before. Um, the year we finished second, I, I think we went mm -hmm. into that thing. It was kind of squeaked in there and then won the first race out and you're off like gangbusters. That's what it takes. Um, new life gets pumped into everybody, not just the driver, but the crew chief, everybody along the line and the, yep. uh, you know, across the team with the 14 car. If we can get in those playoffs, that pumps new life into everybody and it's off to the races. When, when you go to a place like Bristol and the points play, and, and we talk points and we're talking this, does it cross your mind that a guy behind you, like a Stenhouse, and one of those guys could jump ahead of you guys and win? Certainly a track because that, that can happen. Yes. 
but it's also, man, it's one of my favorite yeah. tracks. Forget all that noise. Yeah. I want to go to Bristol and I want to compete and run up front like we're capable of doing, and I want to get in victory lane. That's that's what we're capable of doing. Not that. I don't want Bubba doing that right there. <laughs> but I want to go there and have some dang fun this weekend for once in my life. I mean, it's it's been rough. It, you yeah. know, I hate racing this way. When you're on a bubble like that, you're you're racing over your shoulder. You're trying to take care of the points. You're trying to stay out of trouble. Yeah. Just manage because our cars are fast enough. Our organization's pumping out cars that are plenty capable of getting the job done. But we just keep racing, um, you know, a little bit conservative, just like we were last weekend. And... You get bit. Yeah, that's what happens. So before we dive too far into the show today, a couple of news items from the day. First, David Reagan officially announced today he will retire from full-time racing after the 2019 season. Reagan has been in cup competition for 13, 13 straight seasons and has two career wins. Important to note, Reagan was not forced out at front row. They did have sponsorship lined up for him for 2020. In unofficial news, reports are out that it's unlikely that Matt DiBenedetto will return to Levine Family Racing in 2020. Reportedly, Christopher Bell would jump up into Cup and into the 95 for 2020, with Eric Jones now expected, according to the reports, to sign a renewal at Joe Gibbs Racing. All right, Kyle, we'll start with you, and I want to hear your, uh, let me say this, uh, first of all, on, Dave, on David Reagan, a good friend of yours, and you've yeah. talked to him a lot through this process and this decision-making. I always find it sad when a driver retires. I, I really do, because you, all you ever dreamed about was being a driver. And that's all I ever dreamed about was hanging on that steering wheel and sitting in that seat, man. It wasn't being on TV shows. It wasn't doing commercials. I've said that a million times. So when you have to give that part of your dream up and put it in a box and put it over here on a shelf, it's a sad day for me. I do applaud David in making that decision himself. That's got to be an incredibly tough decision. I mean, I, I just ended up without a ride. That's how you. That's how I ended up. I'd probably still be beating my head against the wall. You know what yeah. I mean? But but so many times it's not your decision, and I think he did it for all the right reasons: for family, for his wife, for his girls. He's such a good, good person. Good um, dude. Just never got really in the right place to show how good a race car driver he truly is. Two ends. That's huge in this in this yep. day and time, and in this league, that's huge. But he's going to be missed weekly at the racetrack. And, and you have to give him credit, Clint, because he, as Kyle said, doing it on his own terms. And you mentioned it, a class act that w is going to be missed full-time in the Cup Series. Oh, absolutely. But I think, I think Kyle said it, man. Dream. He lived a dream. You know, when you yeah. really think about it, there's a lot of young racers out there, just like David was, racing those Legends cars and beating up and down the road, trying to figure it out, trying to live out that dream. David did live out that dream, and he won races at the premier division of all of motorsports. I mean, to win in the Cup Series is big, and to be able to win it at the two tracks that he did it at, um, pretty special for him and his family. Family. You know, that cat, right. they did it as a family. Yeah, Still to this you know, day, you'd always look over and you'd see his dad coming down to his brother. Yeah. Yeah. God's brother was so much fun. You didn't brother dare Adam. ever mess with David on the <laughs> race track because he would be after you. Adam, Adam would come find you. But yeah. you know, his, his dad and his uncle, they were they raced. I raced against them yeah. a million years ago. In the last century, I yep. raced against them. But just watching David grow up around a racetrack has been cool. All right, so I would love to get your take on the Matt D, Eric Jones, Christopher Bell thing that's going on, Kyle, and, and the situation that seems like it could play out there for Matt Benedetto in the 95. Now let's go from the good side of the sport to the business <laughs> side of the sport because right. that's all this is. This is a business decision. This is a business decision by Joe Gibbs, by Toyota, by whoever. We can. I, I, I don't know the players. I don't know all the players. I'm not, right. I'm not involved in it. And nothing's official. But yeah, but from the outside looking in, it is straight up a business decision. I think Matty D has shown when given 
good, solid equipment that he can produce. He can produce top fives. He can produce top tens. I mean, he's done everything he could do to stay in that job. But I'm not sure that he ever had a shot at staying in that job. I think the handwriting was on the wall when we saw Christopher Bell a couple of yeah, last year and the year before when we've seen what Christopher Bell can do, when we know what Eric Jones is capable of doing, when we right. know what Gibbs is looking for, when you look at what he's done with his teams and stuff. So I, I'm not sure there's anything that, that Maddie should do. Maddie can hold his head high because he's done everything that he said he would do and done everything possible to keep that right. So, Clint, if this comes to pass for Matt D, what could he have done more this year than what he did in the 95? You were in a, a similar situation when you yeah. when you jumped to the 15 <laughs> at H. Scott Motorsports. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he made the most of his opportunity. Mm -hmm. He was, you know, he's always so positive. His interviews are good. He's... Yeah takes care of business on the racetrack. I mean, he, he does a good job. He's a good for our sport, and he hasn't seen his last days. No, we no, haven't no. seen for the sure. last of, for sure, man. of Matt. And, and um, whether this setback is, is you know, I think this will you, – you learn from everything, right? Yep. You use this opportunity. He used this opportunity to get in that equipment. And, and when that equipment was good, you said it, man. He ran up front and took care of business. So I don't think we've seen the last of him. All right, it's time for our starting grid topics today on the show. It's Bristol, baby, the night race this week. You know, Dale Jr. always says if there's one race people should go to, this is it. Do you agree that the Bristol Night Race is the best race of the year? Pretty exciting stuff, no doubt about it. Could Saturday night be payback time? Hmm, seems to be a little eight in the Cup Series right now. We'll relive the best Boyer and Petty payback moments. They involve Jeff Gordon, Ricky Rudd, Denny Hamlin, and Dale Sr. Cannot wait for that. And... Our mystery caller today. Oh, Boyer's the only one who's not in on it, so we'll give you some time. <laughs> there are hints throughout the show. We will have a mystery caller today on NASCAR America Motor Mouse. It was Lyle Lovett one time, by the way, Kyle. And Dell Jr. sitting right yeah. here went bananas yes. that Lyle Lovett was a mystery bananas. caller. I went bananas. <laughs> I, I went it. bananas, man. Uh, so then, I'm not going to tell you, but you'll you'll get the hints maybe as the show goes on. So It's and Carl. I, Carl's a mystery caller. And, of course, we want to hear from you guys. 844-NASCAR-NBC. Carl's not a mystery because oh. Carl is always first on Motor Mouse. Carl, is how you doing here? today, bud? Is Carl here? Carl's here. We've located yes. Carl. We, we were a little him. worried, Carl, because you were late. You were late, buddy. But we're glad you're hey, here. That's all right. What's hey, on I your mind? Cedar Point with the family. Uh, doing real good. Clint, <laughs> you had mentioned in your interview at the Info Care after your incident that you guys had to get better. You guys ran up with the leaders, and when it got back, is it maybe one thing in particular? Is it the setup? Maybe you guys need a different setup or just the dirty air from getting back in traffic? Is it one thing you could pinpoint that you guys need to get better on? Uh, it's just communicating and, and making, you know, the right decisions at the right time. And that's what it comes down to, um, you know, so so many different things. Just, you're racing differently. Yeah. Look at the strategy side of our sport right now with tires that aren't wearing out, with, with downforce that's not enabling them to, to, uh, to wear out. I mean, the game's changed. There's no longer the old easy, you know, we, we're going to come in, we'll take four tires. You know what the, the competitor's going to do. He's going to take four tires because yeah. he has to. Now it's four tires, two tires, fuel only strategy all over the place and, and that might play in your favor or it might not but uh, learning how to race under these conditions is, is something that's drastically different than any year that I've ever been in um, but right now it's just man we got to figure out how to survive these races it's been pretty rough bud you, you told me finish to our capabilities and, and you got right. the speed to run up front to yeah, be able to line. finish yep. up front right so let's go to James in New York James what's going on today hey how you guys doing today good how are you Doing good. Um, I wanted to ask Clint 
Um, do you think that Bristol will be the perfect race in the playoffs uh, next year for you? That's a, it's going to be in the playoffs next year. What do you think about that? Being I think a playoffs. track like Bristol, a short track like Bristol, is the perfect track for any format, for any situation, <laughs> for any given weekend, Jack. I'm telling you, Bristol Motor Speedway, I wish we had five of them all across the country because there's not a better venue that we go to than Bristol Motor Speedway. You wish we, wish we had more yeah. short tracks, period? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and that's not a knock. Look, my home's mile and a half track in yeah. Kansas, yeah. but if that was a, a half-mile track, I think it would be uh, even better than, than the venue that we have right now. Um, we're lacking some short tracks. Short tracks are what put this sport on the map. Uh, once it got on the mm -hmm. map and got as big as it did, they needed those big venues like a mile-and-a-half track to put it all, encompass it all yeah. in one facility. Um, you know, maybe that was a good thing for then, and, but I'd love to see some yeah. more short tracks across the country. And by the way... Don't forget, there is a lot of good short tracks around yes. the country. I yes, just assume you're one of them. A lot. My track, my roots. There you yeah, go. So we'll talk about that always as we uh, continue. Can you imagine on here. taking what? a Cup Series, one of them short tracks? It'd be fun. Be so cool. It'd Thank be you. a lot of fun. All right, let's go to Florida where we hear from Anthony. What's on your mind for Clint today, Anthony? Well, first off, how are you guys doing today? Good. We're great. Good, Anthony. <laughs> that is really, really great to hear. So I got to <laughs> give a quick shout out, real quick, to Rusty Wallace because. It's his birthday today. He's a former Winston Cup champion. He's one of the all-time best in the sport. And little do people know that Clint actually finished ahead of Rusty Wallace in his very first Cup race at Phoenix way back in April of 2005. So, Including uh, Clint. He did not. <laughs> oh, there we go. Thank you, Anthony. I wish I'd have known a that a couple weeks ago when we were in Sturges together. I was with Rusty, and I'd have told him that. <laughs> That's awesome. You got a question for Clint, Anthony, other than a stat? <laughs> well, I do, have, I do have a question. Uh, what do you think has been your proudest moment so far in your Cup Series career? Man, I think just starting that first race, maybe in, in Phoenix, like you were just talking about. But when you get in victory lane, you look over and there's your mom and dad, there's your brother, everybody that, that was there from day one and, and was along with this ride with me. Uh, when you break into victory lane and you finally accomplish what the goal was, right, what the dreams were, standing there in victory lane, beating all of your peers, beating the best of the best, there's nothing like that feeling in the world. How about that moment when Cash was running down the front stretch at Martin? Is that, that something cool. locked in your mind? Cool. You'll always have. It's a whole other dream, right? I mean, as yeah, you grow cool. older, right. and, and, yeah. and you know, you never dreamed of having a family. When yeah. this dream started of, of racing for a living, because that, that's all it was. Right. I just dreamed of making a living doing what you love to do. Yes, right? exactly. Never right. in a million years did that dream ever end, or I'd have my eyes open with being a <laughs> cup driver. Trust me, and it. Darn sure didn't happen with me being a father. So, <laughs> so that was a big day. Uh, yeah. Staying there in Victory Lane with the, you know your your family now was was big in Martinsville last year yeah. for sure. Cool. Well, every driver has one. When we come back, Kyle and Clint will share their best payback Ooh. stories, including one involving Dale Earnhardt Sr. Trust me. Stay tuned. It doesn't take much of a man to try to fight somebody with a helmet on. If you don't get the respect, I want to go kick your ass. That was dumb on his part. 17, man. He's such a 
No lap cars. They have no respect for the leaders. I was going to flat out wreck them. You can't tell people that you're going to wreck them before you do it. When roles are reversed, that person's going to wreck you. Punches were thrown. And then he tried to crash us. I just didn't appreciate it. I just went up and tapped him in the back, let him know I didn't appreciate the way he raced me, and then he body slammed me. Where I come from, you get poked in the nose for that. Bush makes the move. Driver's right and spins. He spins. Tab, is this spotter up there? You can't tell him to back the f up. And if I see that 18 come back around here, we're going to the f out of him. We're going to have a problem. Bubba Wallace and Kyle Bush beaten and banging. I'm gonna get my respect on the track, and I don't care who it is. I won't put up no. I won't be like, oh, it's Kyle Busch. You know, he didn't mean to. Jimmy Johnson slides wide off the course, courtesy of Ryan Blaney. Earl, you find his spotter, tell him to beat his down. I was trying to hear what he had to say, but his lips are quivering so bad, and he can't even speak. Actually, really pissed me off, and I was pretty disappointed what he said after the race. It showed me he has no respect for me. Wow. You think there's a little hate going on? Good the stuff, series, right? good I mean, stuff. You, you put it with a little bow in the package right there, and it's like, whoa, there's yeah. a lot of hate going on in the series right it's now, really isn't nice. there? It's really nice. It's really nice. <laughs> it's really nice to watch. Yeah, I bet it is. <laughs> be a lot it, of right? fun to live, let me tell yeah. you. Okay, so to that point, is, the, is this the most frustrating type of racing you've ever gone through in your entire life 100%. right now? 100%. 100%. Yeah. I mean, look at the strategy, and it's extremely hard to pass, mm -hmm. right? And, um, you know, you're talking restarts with the grip level. You're, you're four, five wide. Um, guys had, you know, you, you pitted to get fuel or tires yeah, or yeah. something. They didn't. Now, all of a sudden, they got your track position that you had, and you're out of track yeah. position. You're trying to get around them. Very, very, very frustrating racing. That's what happened to you in New Hampshire. And yeah. it's that's why everybody, you know, I, I'll call. Jeff Burton's my weekly call, man. Like, <laughs> What'd that look like up there? He's like, man, it was awesome. I'm like, oh, I wish you wouldn't have said that. I sure hoping it wasn't. He's like your shrink, isn't he? I mean, yeah. You need to start paying that's in good. Good. per session, don't you? Per phone call. That is it. All right, so I wanted to hear these guys' payback stories, and they had some really good ones. So, Kyle, we'll start with you. You immediately named two. two. One was Ricky Rudd. So walk okay. us through intentionally paying back Ricky Rudd in the scenario. Okay, I just wrecked Ricky. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> so it wasn't payback. really was He wore my bumper out. He wore my bumper out, wore my bumper out, wore my bumper So I'm like, okay, I'm going to let you go by. Then I'm going to hook you. You know what I mean? So that's what I did. I let oh, him go by, and I hooked him. <laughs> and and that's all I can say about it. That was that was not even a payback. That was just a wreck right there. Um, just said had enough. That was me being about 23 years old um, <laughs> and just being a horse's butt. To be totally honest with you, uh, that was that was wrong. That uh, was wrong. Uh, Mr. Rudd has some choice words for you. Yes, he race, did. By the way, uh, let's roll that sound. Yeah, let's right. roll it. Oh, we had it. Awesome. Oh, we got it. Of course we did. Yes. VHS. Yes. <laughs> it had been a really good run for you, Ricky. What happened? What put you in the wall? driving a 7-Eleven car, uh, hit me in the right rear quarter panel, turned me right into the wall. He bumped me twice, the third time he just turned me around, hit on into the wall. So, uh, you know, I, I don't know where he gets his uh, driving lessons from, but it, it, it must be figure eight racing. Oh, that's classic. That is yeah. awesome. Okay, yeah. so there's a backstory to yeah. that afterwards. Well, he went on to say that he didn't know where I got my driving lessons from, so it was easy to see I drove that way, and then all the Richard Petty fans got on him. So mm -hmm. once I again, that yeah, once again, I turned uh, a sow's ear into a silk purse. On, <laughs> right there. I, can, I can tell you, I can, but that, that was uh, all my fault. That was all, that was all Kyle. That was me being stupid. Uh, That's okay. right. That, that wasn't idiot on an was, accident right there? That was not on accident. Yeah, that was that idiot driving that 7-Eleven seven, <laughs> car. That was definitely him. So Ricky got it right? Partly, yes, he right? did. Yes, okay. he did. Ricky Good. got it right. So, uh, we asked you for payback stories. We saw a couple of your fun uh, episodes a moment ago with Ryan Newman earlier this yeah. year. But you quickly recited an Xfinity story with Denny Hamlin. So walk us through this one. 
your uh, your payback moment. Man, it was a lot. I don't even hardly remember what happened in the ring. Oh yeah, that was it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was so mad that I it ruined my night. We were done. So, and I knew he was going to win, and he uh, was going to win that race. So, was, was. Him. well, if you did that, he wasn't going to win. So, look at that hair, by the way. That's ridiculous as well. <laughs> God, that looks you good. failed to mention you did it under caution, so you're walking away because you got parked at that point by NASCAR. Yeah, but I, I it was our race was over. I mean, literally, yeah. it was over. Yeah. But it was that was a retaliation. Okay, that okay. was on purpose. That was, you that were, was on. See, you see, were pretty clear. About there's a, that. there's a fine line between. On purpose and retaliation. I mean. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How did we not even mention the Jeff Gordon incident at Phoenix? That I mean, was that, on purpose. Okay, yeah that, yeah, that was on purpose that was as great. well. The thing that, that sucked is I honestly, I didn't even, I was trying not to touch him because I knew the, the history there. Right. Oh, and when I got oh, into him, oh. just my luck, it cuts his left rear down and ruins his day. I'm like, this is not good. Oh, oh yeah. It wasn't. But I was ready to kill him right then. Yeah. <laughs> that was kind of ugly was. right there. Wasn't that it? was good, man. That yeah. was kind of That wasn't Good. I appreciate that, Kyle. That sucked, by the way. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> you were like that. Full speed. Oh yeah. You were knew where you were going. They couldn't. There was you're full speed until you see the size of those crew guys. You're like, <laughs> they are big, man. They'll be out of stop. Man, they put, slowing down here. Right, running out of gas. They are big, aren't they? All right. All right. We That's saved the best for last. The best for uh, last. What's this? You as a young kid thought it would be a good idea to wreck Dale Earnhardt Sr., which I, I did. still can't. I did. What an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's look at this. I did. Oh, he was my driving goodness. A, a isn't he driving a Ford? Wasn't he oh, driving wait a Ford a minute. Blood? Or is that a Pontiac? Oh, that's, that's a, a, that's a Chevrolet. He wrecked See, you. he's already spun me once. Oh. So, I mean, I, I guess that's that's equal. So then you come this, back this out. This is where I run over the flag, man. Oh, yeah. the, the stop sign. Whoa! Oh, my God. Yeah, put him on the hood. really did run over the flag. Yeah. I put him. He hurt his leg. Yeah. Holy smokes. And then uh, and then you decided you would display your displeasure with <laughs> Wait a minute, that's Wait, you. I can't believe they fogged so that you, out. You wrecked him on pit road and then you flip him off? No, how, no. How did that happen? I'm so confused. Okay, so he spawned me. Then I wrecked him. Uh, then we had the pit road thing. Then I wrecked him later. So that was a whole nother. And But honestly... It, because he had beat on me, beat on me, beat on me. And he came down and, and after the race and we talked about it and he said... Um, He's like, what was that? What's that all about? And I'm like, man, don't beat on me anymore. I'm not going to take that crap anymore. And he's like, I thought that's what it was, man. I thought that's what. <laughs> and and he put, he, put his arm around you, and, and that was the end of it. And that was the end of it. Oh, and I just knocked goodness. your thing out. Sorry. What did the flagger say to you? Yeah, well, that was a whole different deal. That was a NASCAR, whole other bunch. NASCAR, when you put an official on the hood, NASCAR has a way of stepping in. <laughs> I didn't like that too much. But you know what? They didn't park me. They parked him. They yeah, didn't they park didn't me. Park I bet that guy didn't run out there. Totally when they different. told him, hey, stop that car. But he didn't run out there with a stop sign anymore. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, it's right out here now. <laughs> uh, all right, let's 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 chat with Marvin, who wants to know if there'll be Marvin. any paybacks this weekend. Marvin Blue, how you doing, bud? Hey, I'm doing good, Marty. How you doing, KP? What's up, Clint? How you doing, hey, buddy? Hey, bud. Good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good, man. Thanks for letting me chat with you again, man. Hey Clint, uh, what rivalry are you looking forward to seeing at the Monster Mile? I mean, at not the Monster Mile, but at uh, Thunder Valley this weekend? Uh, will we see you versus Ryan Newman again? Ooh, no, it's kind of me versus Ryan Newman anyway. We've got to <laughs> we've got to get out of uh, into this playoff deal, but um, certainly racing him. But man, Bristol's always 
the retaliation place, and it's because of what happens earlier in the race. 500 yeah. laps is a lot mm -hmm. to ask around that cage match in there. Um, you get in it, guys. You, you know, you're always in traffic, whether you're the leader getting in a lap traffic or you're running 10th or dead last, you're constantly in traffic and in close racing quarters. So um, things happen there, and guess what happens after things happen? Uh -oh. Retaliation. <laughs> there you go. There, so is Bristol the number one payback track, you think, or, or Martinsville? Think just because it – no, I would definitely think Bristol. Things happen. Happened so much faster yeah. than even at Martinsville. Um, you know, when things happen, people get on their, I guarantee you they get out of their seats and get on their feet. <laughs> yes, yeah, they, they do. do do that. Yes, they do. And they'll be there Saturday night, no doubt about it. Well, coming up, more of your calls and later, a mystery caller. Wonder if Boyer's gotten into the hint so far. Back with more next on NASCAR America. Time is running out. Just four races to go in the NTT IndyCar Series Championship. Alexander Rossi needs a win this weekend at the Tricky Triangle to stay in championship contention. IndyCar Pocono this Sunday at 2.30 Eastern on NBCSN. Uh, hey, boy, your Chiefs are wrapping up camp, but uh, this is how it started for uh, their, uh, who is that? Anthony Sherman. That's right. Sausage, Did you baby. give him this car? So he calls. He's like, out? man, this is how it happens. He, wow. I, I need some help. Like, I do this crazy thing going into camp every year. I'm like, Anthony, I, I know what you do. It's awesome. <laughs> he says, well, I'd like to do it in a race car. I'm like, I think I can get you dialed. So Connie at Sparco built that fire suit for him. That's awesome. That's Make cool. it your own, though. Blow your sleeves out and do all that. <laughs> the funniest part is I called him. I'm like, all right. So how did you do, man? Did you do a burnout or anything? And I saw uh, Tyreek Hill's video was even better because okay. they're riding alongside of him, and he's, dude, he's locked up. <laughs> he said, dude, I was so nervous driving that thing, I couldn't move. But I really think he couldn't move because I didn't think he was ever going to get in the thing. Yeah. I mean, this guy's big, oh, right? Big boy, right? He got right in it, made it happen. So it was cool. <laughs> That's neat to be able to be a part of that. That's cool. Patrick Mahomes becoming your favorite chief ever, you think? I think he's everybody's favorite. Okay, I just player. you know there's a lot of famous <laughs> Chiefs players. No, there's, they no, lost this by this much last year. I understand this much. that. I understand. And I ain't too sure they lost that game. I think the refs won the oh, game. Oh, here we yeah. go. That hand is whatever those. What, who are they? Patriots. Or yeah, something? that's something like that. Yeah, ask Steve Latart. So, all right, back to the phone lines. <laughs> eight four four NASCAR NBC. We'll go to Earl in Raleigh. What's going on, Earl? Oh, not much. Just sitting back enjoying the show. Cool. Appreciate that. What's on your mind? I want to ask Clinton, uh, after it's an exhibition of your many talents, have you considered boxing after racing retirement? <laughs> no. That's awesome. You what did, you what point when you looked quick. at me, did you think a boxer? No, <laughs> no, so, no uh, that one maybe right there. No, it wasn't much fun. It's uh you know the funniest part about Newman and I get into that is is we actually get along. Yeah, y'all are good. We've always been, you know, have a lot in common, share the the outdoors together, been on a lot of hunts together, and man, it's just that's the heat of the battle. That's what yeah. shows that shows you the emotion of our sport and and um, you know how how serious we all take it. There you right go. There. Yeah, Jimbo in New York. What's up with you today? You got something for Clint? Greetings. First time, long time. That's awesome. Here you go. Uh, native, over here, by the I'm way. doing great. <laughs> as, as a native New Yorker, I got to know, fellas, what's your go-to pizza topping? 
Wow, boy, wow, man. meat lovers, man. Every day, all day. I'm, really? I'm meat. I'm a Kansan. Yeah. I can't. That's right. true. That's got it. I can't. I, I don't do veggie. Who okay. does veggie? Yeah. No, no, no. I'm not. My wife would. Pineapple or crust or something. Yeah, Who puts pineapple on pizza. Amen. I don't on understand that. that. I do not. I don't get understand that the one. pineapple. What you go to? I don't. I don't understand the pineapple. Just hamburger and pepperonis. I, I, but I'm, I'm not like a pep, pineapple. I don't understand. That's a that. pizza. All yeah. this other stuff. Pineapple. It's what happens when you mm, give too much. Pineapple. People have too much time to think. I eat spam on pizza before I eat pineapple. Oh goodness gracious! We have somehow lost far. control of the yeah. show. Let's get it back to racing. Todd from Watkins Glen. What's going on today, Todd? Hey, Glen. Um. I'm going to Dover. What's the difference between Bristol and Dover for you? Good question. You know, it is a good question. Size, a little bit of size. Um, you know, Dover's just a big Bristol. Both concrete racetracks. Uh, both are action-packed. Both are extremely challenging inside the race car. Those are the two tracks, I think, that wear you out the most physically. You know, you hear about us talking about things. Other than the heat, um, you know, when I leave racetracks, I'm not just physically exhausted. I'm mentally exhausted, but um, I don't have very big brains. But <laughs> I'm on. telling you, when you leave Bristol and you leave Dover, yeah. you're slap wore out. I mean, yeah, you are. beat up. Yeah, you are. Um, you know, those yeah. are the two tracks that you leave both mentally and physically wore out. But uh, um, love them both, enjoy them, um, and, and really look to both of those tracks uh, to have a good time at, for sure. They're, they're two very good tracks for yeah. you, by the way, yeah. as well. Yeah. So. Yeah. And um, by the way, the mystery callers called in. We'll have them next segment. Do you have any guess yet? Any guess on the hints yet? There has been zero hints. Like, you got to pay yeah. attention. I have no idea. Stay tuned. Zero hint, guys. Terrible. These hints are terrible. terrible. I've not seen a hint. Tennessee comes calling I can feel it in my bones Good evening race fans This Speaking of the Volunteer State, Tennessee is the next stop on our 50 States in 50 Days Tour. The Memphis International Raceway, formerly known as Memphis Motorsports Park, is 20 minutes north of the city. MIR is where you can find all kinds of racing, from NASCAR to sports cars to dragsters and ATVs, even 150 days of drag racing. Wow. That's pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah. The park also has a three-quarter mile short track out back. It currently hosts the NASCAR K&N Pro Series each June. MIR has hosted the Xfinity and Truck Series for years, almost more than a decade. And look at that young winner right there. 
Second one to the left. What's a cool racetrack, man. One of the best trophies I've ever had right there. That is cool. Elvis. You know what that trophy is? That thing's heavy. It's in my office. Oh, good. Okay, there you go. Yeah, the real sure he knows where that I just asked him, Bill. There yeah, are tons on, of tracks all over the Volunteer State. One of them is Wartburg Speedway. Just 50 miles west of Wow, the dog even made it. Quarter yeah. mile. The dog track has racing every Saturday night from late models That's to four stars. That's a good picture right there, man. That might be picture of the year right that there. That is picture That's of the year. That's what right racing's all about. You got a right dog right in there. there. I mean, the dog makes it. Right? Which one's a driver? <laughs> one holding the flag. Uh, the one holding the flag, I'm guessing. I don't know. Uh, they'll host the second That's annual Ryan Hooks Memorial this Thank weekend. You, you don't want to miss that. On so. and off the track. That was awesome. Wow. I love that picture. Uh, time for our mystery caller, which Clint has no idea. No. The hints are all the wrecks at Bristol. That's one of the hints. <laughs> The uh, do you want to guess? Is they wreck at Bristol. Yeah. Uh, well, that was... Welcome in, Mystery Caller. How are you today? I'm doing good. How are y'all doing? Good. Nothing to be at, boy, do you? So uh, what, what were you doing 20 years ago this weekend, Mystery Caller? Yes. Well, uh, I was at Bristol. <laughs> but, uh, and, 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 and I can tell you. Clint, Clint's lucky he's going to be at Bristol. I watched that all-star race down there. If he let Ryan Newman get out of that car, it might have been a different story. <laughs> you got nothing? Wait, okay, wait a minute. He's wait, in the whole thing. Were, what, were you, what were you thinking? What were you thinking, man? That's <laughs> Richard now. No, 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 no. No, not Richard. Okay, let, let, me, let's, let, let, let me ask you. This earpiece sucks, wait, Let me ask you, Mystery <laughs> Caller. Mystery Caller, have you ever had your cage rattled? One time. One time. But he didn't mean Texas to do Terry? it. He didn't mean yes, to do it. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> Good but job, he boy. Do it. Thank you. Now I heard much. you. Thank you very now, much. Now I heard. Now he heard it. Yeah. Now he heard yeah. it. Hall of Famer Terry Labonte <laughs> joining us here on NASCAR America Motormouse. How are you, bud? Good to hear from it's you. A hero. Good, good guys. <laughs> it is Harry, a hero, isn't it? <laughs> We're Do you good, realize man. when I was a kid, I built a Texas Terry Revel model? No, you no, didn't. Yes, no, I did. No way, man. See, now you... One of my yeah. first heroes of NASCAR. Yeah, you didn't that know that, cool, did you, Terry? Man, that is awesome. <laughs> that is cool. <laughs> it's good to hear your voice. I know yeah. I know. everybody's been reliving the 20th anniversary of Rattle the Cage moment. So kind of walk us through that whole situation, Terry. Man, I can't believe that people are still talking about it 20 years later. So, uh, <laughs> But uh, it, it was an exciting finish that night, for sure. Un unfortunately, I didn't come out on top. and. Uh, yeah. But, you know, hey, it's the way it goes. But I got to give credit where the credit's due. What caused the whole thing was Daryl Walter spun me out when the caution came out. And so Daryl <laughs> felt like he, was, he wasn't getting all the credit that he deserved, you know, when they're just talking about Dale and I. So Daryl's the one that really caused the whole thing. So I actually uh, think Daryl said something about that on Twitter. He wasn't getting enough love. He did. So yeah. He made he it did. about yeah. him. I saw that. I read that on Twitter. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Yeah. So yeah, the untold what he and then later he told me, he says, man, I sure was glad Dale spun you out <laughs> because he's a bit about talking about him. But, uh, so the, the untold part of that story is that you had promised Earnhardt for years you were going to get him back. You just needed the right moment when he was getting ready to win a race, right? <laughs> man, if you're going to pay somebody back, you got to make it count, you know. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. True but, uh, you know, it was, just, it was just kind of one of those deals. And, you know, heck, we got over it and went on and uh, – it was funny the next weekend. You know, it always happens whenever you have a little controversy with somebody. It seems like the next weekend you're either parked next to them in the garage, oh, yeah. Or, yeah. or you're, or you qualify beside them, line and up so, right beside them every yeah, time. Exactly. <laughs> and so we, we were at the driver introduction. It just so happened I was standing there, and I think Dale and I qualified real close to each other. And I turned around, and there's 
there's Dale standing there, and I looked at him, and he looked at me, and John Andretti was standing between us, and John looks at both of us and says, I'm standing in the wrong spot. <laughs> and that just kind of broke the ice, and everybody, everybody just laughed. You know? so it was pretty fun. That's good, man. That's good. That's awesome. So I know you had some Bristol moments where you had fun yeah. and you made it oh, to victory yeah. lane, and you made it there yeah, one time yeah. with a beat-up race car. Remember that night? I do, I do. And uh, I think uh, uh, Dale had a little something to do with that, too. But, he did. Uh, yes, he, he did. did. Yes, he did. Sideways <laughs> and backwards. <laughs> he, had the, he had the fastest car that night, and uh, and and I won. And I had the fastest car the other night that he won. But, yeah, he, he caught me coming off a of four, and I was catching some lap traffic, and I said, and they were racing, you know, beside side by side, and so I'm like, well, gosh, what am I going to do here? And, and sure enough, I got to him, and he got in the back of me, and I was like, oh, man, I stayed in the gas because I said I can beat him to the line, but I don't know what's going <laughs> to happen after that. I mean, it wasn't good, you know. So but, that was one uh, of the best pictures made... of Victory Lane I ever saw. Him sitting in front of that red yeah. race car with a trophy. Oh yeah, that's yeah. all it about. Was awesome. Yeah, that, that was a good moment. So of of all the places you race, where did Bristol kind of rank, Terry? I mean, it was one of your one of your oh, great racetracks, man. no doubt about it. it. It was it was definitely the top. What an exciting race it was. Uh, it was always fun. I love the atmosphere up there on Saturday, the night races especially. But uh, it's just uh, action packed all night long. And and uh, I tell you what, when you get out of there and you've had a good night, you 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 earned it because it's a tough racetrack. And uh, but it's fun. It's a fun track. It's probably one of the funnest tracks I think I've ever you know been able to drive on. Cool. Well, it's right, great right. to hear from you. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask you one question before we let you go. We're doing a thing here at NBC called My Track, My Roots. Where did you? What was your home track where you grew up and learned to race? What was your home track? It was called CC Speedway, Corpus Christi Speedway, and it was a quarter-mile track, and you talk about rough, buddy. <laughs> it was rough. <laughs> it was rough. They'd race a while, and they'd fight a while, and they'd race a while, and they'd fight a while. <laughs> And it was it was rough. Sounds like yeah. a good time. That sounds like Boyer's kind of place. Yeah, that's, that's a perfect right, place, yeah. man. Yeah, that's a perfect place. Thanks, man. Thanks. Yeah, it's All great right, to hear your yeah. voice and uh, good to check in on you. Hall of Famer Terry Labonte joining that's, you on NASCAR. That's a good call in. That's a good call in. That's cool. That's a great call in. Terrible. That's a good call in. I didn't know what Hanson came up with. It's the best I could yeah, do. That there was were a great, lot of wrecks there. Great. Thanks, Terry. Everybody's been talking Thanks, about man. the 20th anniversary of it, so yeah. I just figured you'd catch on. You know, who knows? So, hey, we've been getting lots of feedback on Twitter. We'll share some of that with the best of ne Let me say this next here on NASCAR America. Let me say this. Now I'm going to say this. Let me say this. Then I'm going to say this. Let me say this. And let me say this. Let me say this. Sorry, caller. Okay, I'm going to say this. No, let me say this. Hey, Kyle, let somebody else talk for once. But I'm telling you something. But I'm going to tell you. And listen. Man, you talk a lot. I will say it forever. It never gets old. We need it never gets old, man. It never gets old. So classic. So classic, Kyle. Uh, never gets so very classic Kyle time for let me say this for that we bring in the smart one Nate Ryan who came in in sweatpants and now <laughs> yes of the presidential now because he's that dapper uh, take it away my friend all right lots of good feedback for Clint uh, James Picaretto wants to know what is your favorite memory of the night race at Bristol I know you've never won there Picaretto favorite yes, memory I like that yeah. name. what was the favorite, favorite memory, memory of I know you haven't won there but you have a favorite memory of the night, night race I mean I don't know um, every one of them I enjoy that night race I love it uh, I tell you, 
I had a really awesome Jack Daniels car there, the birthday car once, and it was we were running well, and the left rear wheel fell off of it. So that was Ooh. not one not of my good. favorite. <laughs> not I good. can tell you that. You always remember the ones that didn't yeah. you know, go good, but. Um, I think it could be this weekend, bud. Okay. Right. There you go. It's going to be my James favorite Jecting. memory ever. Uh, hashtag, let me say this. Jen Saros wants to know, uh, if she makes it to the track to see one of your races, can you guys shotgun a beer together? Is that something? Did that you say Jen? Jen Saros. Yeah. Jen. She wants to shotgun Jen a beer Jen wants to shotgun a beer. I've never shotgunned. Well, I, that's not true. <laughs> I have shotgunned a beer with uh, Kyle, Larson, <laughs> Kyle Larson's wife uh, and I, wife and I, um, shotgunned a beer. But yes, Jen, let's win the race first. Let's take care of that. And then we yeah. can shotgun all the beers you want. Right, How about that? Seems reasonable. Uh, Bill Weaver, uh, the Bill? first hashtag, let me say this tweet we've had to censor slightly. He wants to know, <laughs> would you get Smoke's name tattooed on your but it depends, Nate. <laughs> depends. If he puts me back in that car, am I? Might. <laughs> and there's no Many stipulations. Oh, I wasn't even yeah. 43,000 people retweets or anything else. Yeah. I said might, but that's uh, that's my answer. I'm sticking to it, Bubba. All right, okay. Making news on NASCAR America. There it is. Here with there the it is. Oh, yeah. uh, Amber B at Amber Bitten wants to know how much pressure is Cash putting on you to win so he can ride in the car like Keelan did with Ooh. Kevin Harvick. This Big year. pressure, but man, those kids are so special and and. They just love it. You know, yeah. they want to be a part of it. They love you, and, and they always seem to say the right thing. I was dejected after last weekend. Super bummed at, you know, that emotional roller coaster. Yeah. Kyle, you lived it. You know, you're in one minute thinking, man, we're yeah. fine. Everything's good. That quick. And it's gone. And it's not fine. I get back uh, to the house, and, and or actually, I called him on the phone. He's like, Daddy, well, Kevin won. I'm like, oh, no, no, I know, I know, I know. He goes, but you know what? Bristol's next weekend, and we're going to have a good one. I'm like, all right, I dig it. There you so, go. Man, they, they'll always be cool. One cool. way or another, they're always positive. That is cool. Uh, Gary wants to know, hashtag let me say this, what has been your most epic way to finish a race? He suggests 2007 at Daytona, but... I don't know yeah. if that one would be very high. Imagine the Jack Daniels driver finished the upside down. <laughs> <laughs> Man, was rough on fire. Epic. Yes, but I did finish, and that was definitely it. Um, you know, that was, it's still on all the yeah. highlight reels and yes, everything else. Yeah. All right. Uh, M. Honeycutt wants to know, do you have any rituals before each race and uh, want you to find a good luck charm soon to knock off? the bad luck you've had. The only problem with rituals and superstitions and all that is we race so often that you wear them all out. Trust me, I grew up <laughs> in a household where my Great mother, point. if a black cat run across the road, we're, we're turning around. I don't care what kind of traffic we're looking at. We're, we're headed the other way. We are not going that way. Um, pennies on the ground, heads up, was always a good thing. Um, you know, always, um, you know, if you get a, pair, a good pair of shoes or, or if you're starting to wreck, things are going bad, my bus driver, Curtis, dirty Curdy, he'll always bring in a new pair of shoes. Change things up. Got to change it up, baby. Change it. All right, finally, hashtag let me say this. Matty Ice wants to know, who is the driver you would like to just slap? Slap? We don't slap. Well, I, I guess you've already done that this season. I guess Ryan Newman's making I didn't really want to slap him. I didn't want to slap him. That's right. I didn't want to be in that situation. We were racing each other for last, for crying out loud. You don't forget that part. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to be in a fight with a guy for the win. Not, yes. not yeah. that. But, um, 
You know, no, no. I mean, it's you know, we race with each other. Here's the thing. You know, we're all in a trailer park together, right? Our kids are in there running <laughs> yep. around. And, and one way or another, whether you slap some guy or not or punch him or whatever the case may be, you can bet your butt you're going to be, just like Texas Terry said a little bit ago, you'll be in that truck together on, on pre-race ceremonies. Yeah, or you'll be around. somewhere, right. somehow. That's it. Your wives will be hanging out. You oh. kind of inching into that conversation. <laughs> yeah. Get your head down for a couple weeks. It'll happen. Yeah. Trust me. It's funny how the old good Lord works. Yeah, perspective as only Clint Boyer can give you. My goodness. Hey, don't forget, more of Boyer, the NASCAR America debrief <laughs> show, will be on the Motorsports on NBC YouTube channel when we're done here on NBCSN. Up next, more of your phone calls on NASCAR America. Coming up next here on NBCSN, the season finale for the W Series featuring 20 of the world's top female drivers. Britain's Jamie Chadwick leads the championship while American Sabre Cook and Shay Holbrook look to earn a spot on next year's grid. That's coming up next. You don't want to miss it. Season finale of the W Series. Uh, let's grab a couple more phone calls before we get out of here. And uh, let's go to Rick in South Dakota, who wants to ask you about Sturgis, by the way, Sturgis. where you were hanging out so, before you headed to Michigan. Rick, what you got for uh, for Clint? Yeah, Clint, say, uh, uh, how'd that uh, charity ride go out there at Sturgis that you and Rusty Wallace and others was on? That was awesome. Uh, it was Rusty's first charity ride we had out there. Um, very, very neat to be out there. Brought my wife, Laura, uh, this year, my brother and, and sister-in-law. But um, to be out there with those legends, man, Rusty Wallace, big hero of mine, Walker Evans, the you know, off-road guy, Don the Snake for Dome. I mean, you're talking some cool cats to hang out with. Uh, Sarah Palin, her husband, Todd, we were with this. Just a, a lot of fun to be able to do this. But this was... Uh, we were trying to, this was late at night, too. <laughs> that that's not a bike ride. Hey, that's a buffalo chip. Yeah. That, that is a bar. That's how big that bar <laughs> that's is. That's right big. There. Wow. That's huge. So we right. were, uh, Stephen and I were trying to get Sarah to go with us. She opted out. So Laura and Brooke and I and Stephen went up there and, and zip-lined the bar. Uh, that was, that was. And you survived a hailstorm, too, right? Hailstorm. So the first two hours we were there, we run into the tail. <laughs> this is my wife's first time, you know. First she time ever going me every oh. now and then. Yeah. So we're sitting under this tree, just getting pounded with hail, pouring rain. My buddy looks at me and goes, "I don't think you'll ever have to worry about her coming back." <laughs> <laughs> but we had a good time. Uh, Thank you, guys. Had a good, good. time. Uh, enjoyed, you know, good people, good riding, good weather. Um, other than that day, but just beautiful out there. A lot of fun. Yeah. And Rick, of course, was from South Dakota. That's why I wanted to ask cool. you about it. So, Rob from Maryland, real quick for Clint, what you got today, Rob? Yeah, Clint, I just wanted you to know my 85-year-old father just loves you. He's a vet, and he just loves when you commentate on your racing. Cool. How much do you depend on Kevin Harvick's team to set your car up for Bristol? When you know an organization like Stuart Haas or any of them that have, you know, multi-cars, you'll go with something a little bit different than, you know, what the four car will have or the 41 or the 10 for that matter. Um, and we'll all kind of start mingling and, and, you know, migrating towards one another as the weekend progresses, whether that's qualifying trim or race trim or whatever the case may be. I mean, sometimes they have the better setup. Sometimes we do. Sometimes Eric does. Sometimes Daniel does. Uh, that's the, the key to having, um, you know, multi-car teams and a multi 
multi-car organization like Stuart Haas and the manufacturer and everything else, uh, it's the total package for sure. And we all use each other accordingly. Cool. All right, real quick, let's go to Mark in South Bend, Indiana. you got about 15 seconds. What's your question for yeah, Clint? Okay, I'm in South Bend. I'm from Traverse City, but i got a question. What's your hardest racetrack you've ever raced in your life and why? Cool. Hardest racetrack I've ever, ever. raced? Ever. Oh, man. The Roval was pretty hard to get used to. <laughs> the Roval was something some cool new. It, definitely, uh, uh, the Roval was that chicane on the back straightaway last year was not much fun. Yeah. Just ask Bubba and some of those guys. But uh, they changed that this year, and uh, who would have thought that would have been one of our most exciting races? Yeah. And I think it could be again this year. Cool. A lot of fun having you. Sorry you didn't get the mystery guest. But glad yeah. you got to talk to Texas Terry. <laughs> right, that was awesome. need to work on his hints, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yes. My gosh. That'll do it for Motor Mouse. The well, we wrecked the Bristol. On yeah. NBCSN. Not we're headed to YouTube for all this nonsense. You can catch us there. We'll see you over there in a moment. Always fun to have you here, Boyer. He'll be back yeah. later in the year, too. I promise. See Thanks, you guys. <laughs> The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.